Couch Talk Sports. We are back with another episode. I got somebody new here today, my bro, my friend, Gilad. What's up, man? Mitsu, it's great to be here. Thank you for including me. I'm just excited. Basketball's back, man. Basketball is back. Basketball is back. We are super excited. We're watching it right now. Let's talk about it. Actually, your Clippers just finished things up. How'd you like them? How did they look today? Look, Paul George, Kawhi, not a huge sample size. Only played about 20 minutes each. I thought it was interesting. First look at Joakim Noah that I've seen him in a while. Uh, back on the court, it looked good. Yeah, he didn't look ready, though. Uh, he looked he looked a little bit out of shape. You think so? Yeah, it's going to take him a little bit of time. I mean, I think a lot of guys right now are in that position. You know, everyone's got to change in their diets. Everyone's eating, you know, Mickey Mouse waffles. <laughs> Mickey Mouse Mickey waffles. Mouse ice creams. And I don't know if that's the best for Mr. Noah right now, but he did look a little out of shape. I will say that. But Yeah, you he know, looked a little bit out of shape. Paul George, Paul George and Kawhi both shot 50% from three. I mean, if they do that every day, they're going to be straight. Lou Williams off the bench. Oh, we're 20, well. yeah, yeah, 20 points well, off the bench. They're one of the only teams that I think is looking going to look pretty much identical to what they looked like in the regular season. And what they looked like in the regular season prior to the, we'll call it the bubble, bubble games, you know, yeah. they're the second best team in the loaded West. So I don't think they have the highest upside, but they have the most stability for sure. Definitely, definitely. But Paul George came in cooking today. Yeah, he looked really good. That's one guy that just goes out there. You could play him. You put him on the JCC court or, or, you know, you could put him in on any court at any time and he's going to ball. I like the way Paul George looked today. He looking like, looking like playoff P. You know, good form. Came out shooting those threes, those step back. But Paul George always smooth with it. When he, you know, I like to call it, you know, he had the ball on the yo-yo, what we call it out here. You have any injury concerns with him, though? Going to be 12 weeks straight of this. I don't have any. Finals. You have any injury concerns? I mean, it's a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, it's Paul George. I mean, there's always some injury concerns, but I would be more concerned about Kawhi than I am about Paul George because Kawhi, that low, low management, that's somebody you got to look out for. Paul George, he usually plays pretty well. He does get injured, but not as often as Kawhi. Kawhi has those, like, nagging injuries, you know? So, Have you heard anything about load management for either of them? I mean, obviously, I don't know. I think everyone's in load management now for these exhibition games, but have you heard of anything once the regular games, the seeding games pick in? I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard that they're going to put people in load management. Usually, that's just the Clippers. I wouldn't be concerned about the Clippers in the first eight games going into the next week's regular season. I'll be more concerned when it goes into the playoffs. We'll be able to hold up. Because the Clippers basically already have the number two seed locked up. I mean, the Nuggets can catch them, but I think two or three wouldn't be bad for the Clippers, no matter where they uh, fall. They probably won't get the number one seed because the Lakers like four and a half up in that already. Speaking of the Nuggets, let's talk about the Nuggets for a second because we're watching them live right now. Bobo. I mean, Bobo is balling right now. That's scary. He, Joe, Jokic has been bringing the ball up the court. They got Bobo on the wing. That's a tough combo to guard, right? That is a tough combo. I was kind of shocked when I seen they lineup. I'm like, who's going to run point guard? And then I'm like, oh, they put out. Jokic plays point. Yeah, Jokic ran point, and then Bobo as center. I just tweeted out like five minutes ago, Bobo, the future, the way he blocked that shot, he pulled up for a three. I was like, <laughs> this is the future right here. Yeah, no, he looks to be in shape. He looks, look, I don't know if the Nuggets knew things ahead of time and, 
have been saving him, but this is our first look at him this whole year. He's been up and down with the G League, and he's played a little bit in the G League, but even in the G League, his minutes have been limited severely. I mean, he's been practicing all year with the team for the most part. He's been up and down, so it's important to get a first look at him right now, and he looks to be ready to play. Yeah, I mean, granted, it is the Washington Wizards who probably shouldn't be here, but he is playing against the NBA team. He's dominating this NBA team. So we can't say that, you know, he's yeah, not balling I mean, right now. I mean, the Wizards are probably not the best matchup for Bull Bull. Doesn't look like, you know, their peri- their length on the perimeter is really limited. Troy Brown Jr., Roy, Mo Wagner inside. They're a depleted roster right now. I, but it does look like they're making some good roster moves of late, I have to say. Looks like they've added a couple guy, young guys that can play for sure. Rui's got a lot of upside. I like him. Yeah, no, I like him. What are your thoughts on him? Who on who? Hachimura. Oh, I like him. I like him. He was a good player coming out of Gonzaga. He um, was a very, 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 you know, vocal point of the Gonzaga offense. I knew that he was going to go top 10. He's improved so far this season. And I think he's going to be a good player moving forward. I don't know if he's going to be somebody you could build your franchise around. You might want to keep Bill and John Wall in the building. But I think he's a good piece to, you know, kind of go with John Wall and you think the Withers keep John Wall and Bill going into next season? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Wall is right now it's the worst contract in basketball. Uh, <laughs> right. Plain and simple. There's no worse contract to be swallowed. But a healthy Bradley Beal is a cornerstone of any team, and the Wizards would be – doesn't make sense for them unless the piece is coming back. The one team actually, ironically, that had the pieces that made sense was Denver. Yeah, Denver. Uh, yeah. They could have thrown in some of their young wings – either Harris or Gary Harris or at the time Malik Beasley got traded anyways, but uh-huh. they had Gary Harris or Beasley that they could have thrown in there, thrown Plumley for salary. They had the pieces, the foundations. They could have, Bull Bull probably would have been in the, the deal, but you know they had the pieces to make it work. Now I don't really see the teams that have the cap space to absorb the contract, but it, it'll be interesting. I do see them together. They got a nice young core. I like Thomas Bryant, too, on the Wizards. I like yeah. Thomas Bryant. A name for you, you probably heard him her for a while that I'm watching right now on TV, Shabazz Napier out of UConn. Oh, okay. Looks yeah. like he's going to get runs for the Wizards now. He's one of those guys in those style, in these kinds of style tournaments that always seems to deliver, whether it's the NCAAs. Or, so I, I'm actually – I think he might – I don't Don't be surprised if the Wizards go 5-3 and three here or 6-2. and two. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. that surprised. Yeah. But let's talk. Let's talk about that out. though. Let's talk about that. You consider this more of a tournament style format? That's what you I think. I do. I think it's a tournament style. I think LeBron James called it the other day a U tournament for grown men. I, <laughs> I think that's accurate, one hundred percent. I mean, you're they're locked in a bubble on a resort right now, and they're playing basketball, and that's all they're doing: playing video games. I mean, oh my god. I'm yeah. watching guys here I haven't seen. This is going to be fun, like these exhibition games. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Sorry, that's interesting you say that, though, that it's a tournament-style format because that's what I was thinking when I first saw it. I was like, this is more of a tournament-style format. You play the exhibition games, then you play the eight games, and then if the ninth seed come within four games or the eighth seed, then you got to play a play-in game, and the eighth seed has to beat the ninth seed once, and the ninth seed got to beat the eighth seed twice. It does seem like a tournament format i don't know how i feel about that but i think it's gonna be interesting i really like the format that that was being discussed for a while the the, like the world cup where you have group stage you could potentially have limited games a little bit but 
I understand why they did it this way. They this is all about the this is all about the money right now. This yeah. is all about the region. You know, right now we're watching a broadcast on a regional sports network that's being plugged into NBA TV. That's right. for a reason. Yeah, that's for um, a reason, this is, right? This is all for the money. They they're making back up the games right here. Uh, really important when it comes to BRI basketball related income. When it comes to the when it comes to revenue sharing and things like that. You know, one of the things that makes the the NBA unique. When it comes to the TV markets, oh my God, Bull Bull is on a tear right here. This I is scary, it. actually. It's a scary. If he can keep this up, he's another guy like Paul George, though. That gives me some concerns injury wise. I mean, that's a freak athletically, though. Yeah, Bull Bull is balling right now. He's balling right now. They just showed that uh, Western Conference playoff bracket. If the playoffs started right now, so. That was something to look forward to right there. It's going to be a very exciting. But let's talk about um, the setup. What do you think about the setup? How, how, do, how do you feel about court. that? You mean the court itself? The court itself looks nice. Look, look. One thing, one thing I, know you, I know you personally are very invested in social justice, social reform. I honestly think that, you know, for a while people were talking about whether or not whether or not they should play. I know Kyrie led a movement of guys who were basically saying, look, we can make a bigger impact when it comes, because let's be real, policy reform, policy reform stems from, policy reform stems from, stems from movements, and Mm -hmm. that's how legislation is formed. Yeah. So I know for a while, a lot of these guys, the Players Association was thinking that it might be in the best interest of the players not to play in order to, you know, in order to raise awareness. But I think the platform that they have, you know, I'm watching guys during interviews right now and they're talking about Breonna Taylor and the attorney general and things of that nature. And I think that that's an important issue. I think I really think the way the court's set up, everything looks great. Yeah. But do you you get that? Look, look, they're six feet apart. It looks a little weird on TV. I'm not going to lie. It reminds me of the preseason tournaments in in the NCAAs. Coaches are look look they're much more relaxed in how they dress. But again, like I said, this is all about the money. And right now, they got us talking about basketball again, which is the most important thing. Yeah, we love stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what I got. What's kind of what I thought? I kind of get that NCAA tournament feel. I get that summer league feel. Maybe that Drew League feel, where there's no fans. There's not that many fans, and you see the players. Mostly, it's all about the players and action on the court. There's not much, you know, interaction off the court. That's kind of feeling I get. It's more like a summer league feel to me. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up because I don't know yet if there's been a determination, but it appears as if there isn't going to be a summer league, or if there is, there's going to be a very truncated summer league that's going to be a close setting, maybe back in Orlando. You know, for a while the summer league was in Orlando in the Magic facility, the Orlando summer league. Yeah. So. I think for a lot of these young guys like Bol Bol, who we would have seen probably in Summer League this year, right now, Summer League would have been going on right now, if not ended this past weekend. This is the Summer League. This opportunity, these exhibition games are the opportunity of the Summer League for these young players. And the roster construction demonstrates that. There's a, Most of the second-round picks for most of these teams are on the roster yeah. that are yeah. still signed to the clubs. A lot of unsigned players, some G League alums. So I think this is a great opportunity. I mean, we're watching right now Jerome Robinson, another guy that the Clippers sort of gave up uh, on once they drafted Terrence Mann. But yeah, what are your thoughts? 
I think that a lot of players can benefit from the experience. I mean, when they were making this, when it was coming up strategizing, they were trying to bring every team back because they felt like the young players needed, you know, more experience. They needed that playing time. So I know coaches was lobbying for that. So I think it's good that we're seeing some of these young players being able to get out here in the expedition games. At least they get to play in expedition games against, you know, uh, NBA-type players. They may not get to play in the, you know, regular season games starting next week, but this is a very good experience for them. A player like Bo Bo could play next week based on what he's doing right now. I like him a lot. He's really balling right now. He could give you 5, 10, 15 minutes off the bench in a regular season game. Plus, it's the time. Yeah, I mean, one thing I heard for, you know, you mentioned that what about these other eight teams? They would be involved, obviously, in the summer league. Their young guys need development. Obviously, right now, they're in the facilities one at a time. I was listening to Steve Kerr the other day, and he was talking about how he's got guys coming in one at a time. Most of these teams do. Look, if there's one team that I really would have liked to see, I know that they struggled throughout the year, weren't really healthy, had issues. I really like Atlanta moving forward. So I think that they have a really good young core, and they drafted well recently, and I really like them. Well, I'm still high on Cam Reddish. Obviously, I'm a Duke guy, but I'm still high on him. I thought he was the best player at Cam, I mean, at Duke last season. And they had some very, very good players besides Zion. I had him a little bit better than uh, R.J. Barrett. He wasn't better than Zion. Let me take that back. But I think his game was a little bit more ready for the NBA than Zion and R.J. Barrett. I could be wrong. He, he struggled at times shooting this year, and that's something he's going to have to develop and work on. But, I mean, he's got the size and everything else is ideal for him in the league. So yeah, Let's talk about Zion, though. Zion had to leave the bubble. He had a family emergency. If he comes back, he has to quarantine for four days. You think he'll be ready in time for the start of the season next Thursday? Look, he looked like he was in incredible shape prior to leaving the bubble. They, some of the images and video we've seen of him in the bubble so far, he looks like he's in incredible shape. He looks like he took this period. He looks like he did not gain any weight. Over, If anything, he looks like he got in much better shape during the quarantine period. And during the break. So, I mean, look, I like New Orleans. They're they're within reach here. I think that I'd be really excited to see them. Look, they have the easiest schedule in the bubble. Yeah, we talked about that on my previous NBA podcast. They have the easiest schedule. Which is kind of rewarding because they actually had the regular, the easiest regular season schedule left anyway. So yeah, that's what my uh, regular season. So that's what my guess up there. Yeah, my guess Ryan New pointed out. You know, they they do want to make this the Zion show. They do want to stack this a little bit. I think. Let me just look here. Yeah, my friend Lewis pointed that out that they had the easiest schedule at the when the season was postponed in March. So it's only right that they do have the easiest schedule now. But I do think the NBA still wants them in the playoffs. But I like Ja Morant. I'm going with Ja Morant and the Grizzlies take that eight seed. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to go with them. I think the way they were playing when the season postponed, I'm not sure they could continue the way they were playing. They were playing at a high level. But I think Ja Morant is just, he's just the future of the NBA. Do you think they have enough wing? You think they have enough wing? I don't see them as an eight seed getting by L.A., Oh, no, they're not going to get by. No, no, they're probably going to get swept in the first round, 4-1 maybe. But I'm just saying, I think they have enough to hold off the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Is he the rookie of the year in your mind? Oh, definitely. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Zion came in. No, Zion did not catch up to him. He had a good stretch, but John Morant balled. 
He was their 32 and 33. That's 65 games in John Morant ball. There was no way Memphis had any chance of playing like this without John Morant on that squad. Being in the playoffs as the A seed in the rebuilding year, John Morant all the way. If anybody wants to give it to Zion, I could see why he has a chance. But don't disrespect Ja like that. He balled all year, carried the Grizzlies all year, put the franchise on his back after being drafted number two. He's definitely my rookie of the year. Look, Jaron Jackson has also made a huge leap as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good foundation right there that they have. I'm, I definitely am excited for their future. They have drafted extremely well. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the um, top level seeds. Who do you have? I know in my last podcast we had the Bucks and Lakers, but now that you've seen, you know who's in the bubble, the players not in the bubble. Who do you like? Who do you have? Don't start with your Clippers bias either. No, I mean, look, I'm really interested by Philadelphia right now in mm-hmm. the East. Let's start with the East. Okay. Boston worries me with this Kemba stuff. I don't know what's going on. He, Brad Stevens the other day is talking about how he's very close. I don't know what that means. Kemba seems frustrated. He's injured. I don't know how much basketball nonstop for the next two months is going to help him. Um, yeah, especially, with a, especially with a so, nagging knee injury like that. You're right. So that worries me a bit. I mean, if you can call them a sleeper with their seating right now, but they were one of my teams that I was going to look out for. But I'm back on the Philly bandwagon here. I'm back on the Philly bandwagon for a couple of reasons. One is I'm hearing word that Ben Simmons is now going to be back at the four, which is where I think he needs to be. I think that they've got this new kid, Shake Milton, that's going to run the point for him. I like him. He's played well, average about, you know, average four assists a game when he's been playing. My memory serves me right, and I, mm-hmm. I like. I think that there, that's going to free up space. Look, when we talk about guys that got overpaid over the summer, one of the guys that we don't even talk about that much is Al Horford. We forget that Al Horford's on that. Oh team. my gosh! Right. I mean, that guy got paid. I mean, his agent did an incredible job there, but the floor spacing is going to be much better. One of the issues that we've seen with the Sixers over the years is they're congested. They're, the lane is clogged. You, I mean, Embiid is. Look, if there's going to be one guy that is going to match up with that, I think that can match up star level wise with Giannis in the East. If there is a guy, it's Embiid healthy. Yeah, Embiid healthy, definitely. That, that's definitely. it. That's the only guy. That's the only other guy I can think of in the East. Can you think of anyone else star wise? Star wise? No, nah, I'm trying to think. Jimmy Butler, no. Kimba, yeah. Kimba, no. I'm trying well, to. That's another thing you talk about. That's the one thing that worries me, though, is look, they lost all of their wing depth. The Sixers lost all of their wing depth. JJ Redick is gone, and then Jimmy Butler, obviously. Yeah. But I think that 76ers definitely have a chance, but I also think that Ben Simmons has to shoot the ball. He can't. reason why their offense doesn't function as well. Because Ben Simmons doesn't take those open shots. So you could run an offensive play, and you could run that play to perfection. But if the player with the ball doesn't take that open shot, he passes it back to somebody who's not open, that's going to mess up the, the offensive, you know, offensive rhythm, offensive flow. If Ben Simmons could come outside the key and hit those open jumpers like, he, like we see in summer league or we see with him practicing in the gym. That's the plan. He said he's not afraid to shoot the three in a recent interview, so... That's what, oh, he's, is he going to come in? I mean, he said that a lot of times, but uh, that's, he, true. that's not what he's been doing. And that's why I think their offense doesn't flow like it should. That's why I had the Sixers as a sleeper. 
but I like Boston ahead of them. I like the way Jason Tatum was playing at the end of last season. But there's a couple things wrong with Boston besides Kimba. Gordon Hayward's wife is pregnant, and he said he's going to leave the bubble when she gives birth. So that's going to take away from their offensive flow. Gordon well, Hayward. They've, they've played without Gordon for a while now. Gordon's been in and out of the lineup now for over a year. That's true. That's true. But so I, that's I think that's still going to take some. You don't think that's going to take away from – you know, say they get hot, and then all of a sudden he has to leave. You. That's not something I thought of. That's something that teams have to take into consideration now with this bubble. Uh-huh. Once you leave, you got to come back in. There's a quarantine period. You could miss a couple games. That could be the difference when we're talking about, you know, best of seven or we're talking about an eight-game seeding process. So yeah, that's an important thing that you mentioned that I didn't think about as much. You're right. Yeah. Not something I'm used to having to think of. I think Jason Tatum could pick up the slack, but I don't know if he could carry a team. He did carry that team two years ago after uh, Kyrie got hurt, Gordon Hayward was out. He did carry that team to the Eastern Conference Finals, so he has the ability. But this is a different type of situation going into when you're playing, you know, you're having a rhythm with certain guys, and then one guy just leaves. You know, that messes up the flow. But without Kimba and Hayward, I don't see the Celtics beating the Bucks. I don't see them beating the 76ers either. If it's not Milwaukee and it's not Boston, then I'm pretty positive it would be Miami because Miami's that other team right now. Yeah. Um, I love Miami. I like Miami as well. They're hard-nosed. They defense. They got Jimmy Butler, but do they got what it takes to go get a bucket when they need one? Because this season, they go in some droughts, and they don't score as much. When they're on, they're on. But when they're not on, when Robinson's not hitting, it kind of be becomes a problem down there in Miami. Look, I'm excited to see what Andre Iguodala has left in the tank, mm-hmm. to be honest. And then they've got wings that can score. Um I like Tyler Hero. I like him. He was a solid draft pick. Yeah, he should be. He should be back healthy as well. I like yeah, Kendrick yeah. Nunn. Kendrick Nunn definitely. He could have been Rookie of the Year if Job not. That's what the, I was gonna say. Yeah. Is he in the running? He's probably in the top five voting. Oh, for sure. If it wasn't the season that Job Morant was having, I think Kendrick Nunn definitely. He definitely will get some votes, but he definitely should be considered. He could should be could be considered Rookie of the Year. I like the way Bam was playing. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. Now you said Igugala. They have a squad, but I don't know if they have the size and the scoring that they need to get past the Bucks. No, I don't think they'll get past the Bucks, but I do think that if we're going to talk about another team in the Eastern Conference Finals that has, that has a chance, I think it's probably either them, either them or Boston. I don't see. I mean, let's talk about Indiana. I mean, we might as well talk about Indiana because they're the fourth team that has a chance. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Oladipo. It's kind of sad that it, it seems as if he's kind of being forced into playing. You think he's being forced into playing? I think the contract situation, yeah. I think he looked at his wallet and he said he's forfeiting $3 million. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Is he a free agent after this year? Because there's some talk that he might end up in Miami next year. Oh, wow. That would be crazy. That would definitely give Miami the extra scoring that they need. You'll yeah. get a bucket that we talked about. That's interesting to talk about, too. So if some players don't come back, does that mean their contract's up? I haven't looked too much into that. Do I have to come back? See, this is all interesting right here. If you miss a year, that means the end of your contract because kind of difficult. But when we go back to the Pacers right now, I don't see them. I see Brogdon. I see Sabonis, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, Aaron Holiday, TJ McConnell. I don't know. I don't really have. I don't know if they have enough. They have some good players, but I don't think they're enough. I like the Bucks. If Oladipo's twenty twenty one, 
Oklahoma oh, okay. Depot is 2021. Okay. He's the class of Giannis and potentially Paul George and Kawhi if they opt out. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. That's good to know. So that I, class is going to be loaded. That class is going to be loaded. I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks. Sleeper team, 76ers and Celtics. That's what we're going with. I think, who did we say the sleeper team was? Uh, Boston and Philly. And okay, maybe yeah. and maybe Miami. Look, if Philly's not the sleeper team, they're at least going to be one of the most intru- fascinating teams to watch play on a daily basis. Because, I mean, if this changes for real, if Ben Simmons really is going to turn into a perimeter scorer, then, yeah, I would put them as a sleeper for sure. Yeah, if he could turn into a, a perimeter scorer, I like them beating the Bucks. I like the way... Philly has talent. They just can't put that talent together. That's their problem. If he well, comes out shooting next week or this well, week in exhibition games, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, Philly might have to jump up to above the Bucks because I think they have better talent than the Bucks, but the Bucks have a better team and a better system. Well, what do you do? Is that a roster move that you got to make? Is that a coaching move that you got to make? Well, what's got to change there? I think it's just a mindset of Ben Simmons. He just have to – it doesn't have to be coached as well. You have to force him to take those shots. You have to, like, bring something out of him that wasn't there before. But you said in the interview he said he's going to start taking those shots. So we're, we're going to see. I'm going to give you a hot take right now. If, if the Sixers don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, I think Ben Simmons gets traded. Oh, oh. You think they got to break it up, him and Embiid? They got to break it up? I think they're going to break it up. And I don't think Embiid is really tradable. I think he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, I would rather keep him B, too. So, that's my honest prediction. Oh, my God. Bull, bull. Yeah. So, and I think Brett Brett Brown has to do something. So, like you said, a coaching decision. He's on the chopping block. If they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals again, Mm -hmm. that's alarming to me because, like you said, they have the talent there. Definitely, definitely. So, we're going to go with the Bucks, but we're going with the Sixers and the Celtics. As sleeper teams, maybe Miami. And then the team to watch. And then we'll, we'll mark as a team to watch for all of our listeners out there. <laughs> the team to watch, I think, also to keep an eye out is Indiana and Old Depot. Okay. Uh, Miles Turner looks pretty relatively healthy. They got, Bro- like they got Brogdon. They got Sabonis. Brogdon, Brogdon is always going to be there. Sabonis. Sabonis is an all-star, you know. He's yeah. a top 30 player in the NBA yeah. right now. He's, I, yeah. I didn't really see his rise coming when he was drafted, but he's oh, yeah. but he's really made progress. And, yeah. you know, I, would, I would still consider Miami a dark horse ahead of him, but I, I, I would agree with you. I would, I I would you know, you. you have to watch out. Only if Victor's there, though. If Victor's there, Pacers does have a little bit of a chance, but I still like Miami ahead of them. Let's go out west. Let's go out west where everything's. It's up for grabs out west. It's it's a lot of good teams out west. You have the Lakers, you have the Clippers, you have the Nuggets, you have the Rockets, you have the Jazz. It's a lot Phoenix. of good teams out there. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix <laughs> playing games. I'm joking. I they really do. They got Phoenix out here playing games. So that's like the Washington Wizards. I don't know why Phoenix is there, but hey, they're here. And I, Devin Booker is a baller. I hope he get out of Phoenix soon. We've disagreed on Devin Booker plenty in the past. <laughs> we definitely have. We definitely have. We definitely have different ideas of how, yeah. where we would put Devin Booker in terms of our list. But look, besides the LA teams, everyone talks about him. It's not as fun to talk about him. I think they're one too. Um, definitely. Let's let's talk about a team that I think that could give the Lakers or the Clippers the toughest out in the first round. Um, in the first round, I'm gonna go Portland. The Portland? Portland's scary. Portland's scary to me. Nurkic is health. 
Nurkic mm. is healthy. They've got the backcourt. No, definitely. Zach Collins. Wait. Zach Collins. Anthony Simons has emerged as a, a decent role player that can play. Don't forget about Carmelo Anthony's going to get buckets. Yeah. Um, you have them coming within four games of the Grizzlies and then potentially beating the Grizzlies? I think they could beat the Grizzlies in that two to. I believe the way it's set up is they got to win two games. Yeah, they got to win two and games. And the Grizzlies yeah. would have to win one. Yeah. So I think that they would have the edge against the Grizzlies. I really do. Yeah. And they, like you said, everybody's back now Nurkic, Collins. Carmelo, Lillard, McCullum. They got still got Whiteside. Trevor Reza is not going to play in the bubble. But they have the talent. If they get in and they get the A seed, they could give the Lakers. I don't. They're not going to beat the Lakers, but they could make that's, it tough. That's, if I'm the Lakers, that's the one team I don't want to see in the first round. It could be an exhausting series, right? Exactly. It could be an exhausting series for the Lakers. Definitely, definitely. I like Memphis to hold on to that A seed. I didn't think about Portland's schedule is tough in the bubble. Like they're playing all playoff teams. That's true. Their, their That's schedule. True. Their schedule is tough. They're playing all playoff team. If the playoffs started today, every team that they play is already in the playoff except them. That's true. So I think it's going to be tough. They have to come within four games. There were two and a half out, so they could come within four games. I could see them come within four games. Memphis schedule is pretty tough as well. But Look, I could see Memphis struggling a little bit without Justice Winslow on the wing. I really mm-hmm. could. He's yeah. out now. He's out now, yeah. I, I could see them. Look, they have obviously a dynamic core of John Moran and, and Jaron Jackson, and they have good role players. I like DeAnthony Melton. I like Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. I like Gorgie Jang. I'm a big Gorgie Jang guy. Valanchunas. But they used one of their roster spots. This is going to be a battle to see who can get to the finish line. and. That's why the rosters were expanded, and, yeah, and they're already down one on the roster. Definitely. Um, teams will have guys coming in out of the bubble, but Justice isn't going to play now that's been announced, so he's out. So if, if I could see Portland, you're right, though. Their, their schedule is loaded coming down the stretch here. Definitely loaded, definitely loaded. Another sleeper team, we're not going to talk about the L.A. teams. We know what the L.A. teams bring to the table. We know LeBron AD is going to play. We know that the Clippers bring in PG and Kawhi. Let's talk a little about the Rockets. Russell Westbrook. I think, by the way, before we talk about the Rockets, can we agree that before the season started, everyone was extremely high on Utah. Without Bogdanovich, I don't see Utah making Yeah, I don't see Utah, yeah. I don't see Utah, definitely. Because that's a lot of – I mean, a lot of people are high on Utah, but – I don't see it happening without Bogdanovich. I think that's too big of a loss for them in terms of scoring. Yeah, no, I definitely. Think, I don't think Mitchell can carry them. Yeah, definitely. And plus, also, Mike Conley Jr. hasn't been playing like his normal self. He's been struggling hard this season. So I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, be that compliment to Donovan Mitchell. We're going to see. We know there's some tensions between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. We'll see yeah. how that. Jordan, I don't know. Seems like they resolved that, but definitely that could be an issue. You're that right. could be an issue. That yeah. could be an issue. Jordan Clarkson so, was a good pickup for them. I like that move a lot. Yeah, that's going to be moving forward. That's a huge pickup for them. I agree with you. But talking about Houston, they've got my favorite player, Bruno Bruno Caboclo, who's been in the news recently. You know why? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead and share that. Bruno's been in the news because he's the first player to get in trouble for crossing the line in the bubble. Oh, the that, was that for the Uber? Was that the Uber Eats or the Postmates or something? The, I don't remember. It was the Uber Eats or was a different delivery service, but he definitely crossed the line and then he got put. So he's actually in quarantine right now. But in a serious note, I think Westbrook arrived today, right? Yeah, he arrived. I think he arrived yesterday, actually. Yeah. 
yesterday. Yeah, he arrived yesterday. He did test positive for COVID. Um, he's completely clean. As he said, he's negative now, but he does have to quarantine for four days. James Harden arrived, I believe, last weekend. He's been in, you know, the news with his um, his face mask. But I like uh, Houston. Rockets. Rockets. Bottom line, they're going to shoot fifty threes a game. <laughs> they're no, they're going to shoot fifty threes a game. If they go ten for fifty, versus if they go four for fifty, makes a huge difference. No, definitely. I don't definitely. like teams that rely on the three as much as they do. That I, I could see them making the East, the Western Conference Finals. I don't see them getting past the either LA team. Just, I don't think they have enough on the defensive end, honestly, to keep the scoring where they need to keep it. Yeah, they're going to they're definitely going to play. Houston can run it up, but their defense to me is problematic at times, and I don't see it happening. Yeah, they're definitely going to run it up. I could definitely see them being able to score. They're going to do that small ball, but I don't really see Daniel House, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Robert Culverton, as Shaq like to call them, the others, um, being able to assist Westbrook and Harden in a way where they need to get to. Covington's a good defender. I like Daniel House. I don't know if Luke Bamba Mute is reported yet. There's some issues, I think, with getting him into the bubble. Yeah, I heard that's that as well. That's another guy that they're relying, I think that they were relying on a little bit that's not there yet. Yeah, they do have uh, McLemore, Carroll, Jeff Green. They have some players there, but I don't know if it's Jeff enough. Green, Jeff Green might be one of the most inconsistent players in the NBA history. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he came in with so I mean, much talent, and he's just been. There, all over there, the place. there are games where you can watch where you don't even know he's on the team. Yeah, but this is James Harden legacy on the line again. Um, you think he'll be able to step up? I mean, I don't know. I can't see him putting a team on his back in the bubble with this amount of action nonstop. It's going to be every other day. It's yeah. going to be every other day, and I don't know. I don't see someone with putting that strain on their body for 12 weeks straight getting to the, the Western Conference Finals. I think the setup benefits teams like Portland, Memphis, teams we've been talking, OKC, some of the teams that have much younger, a much younger roster. Houston's roster is a bit older. I see that playing an effect when it comes to playing, you know, yeah. eight out of 12 days, yeah. you know, or eight out of 14 days. Yeah. We talked about the Nuggets already. We do like the Nuggets. Everybody's not playing. They've been having a lot of issues getting people into the bubble, people playing, quarantining people. Uh, We didn't see Murray today. We didn't see Michael Porter Jr. We didn't see Gary Harris. But we didn't see Monte Morris. But with their roster, they have a team that could put some pressure on the Lakers and Clippers. They have the scores. They have the defense. They have the rebounders. Bo Bo could be a sleeper. Seeing him today was amazing how he played. I like the Nuggets. They're at the three C right now. That means they're going to get either the Clippers or Lakers in a second round. You possibly see them upsetting the Clippers or Lakers? I don't see them beating either the Lakers or the Clippers, but I do like their team. I think if they interestingly may be one of the teams that if I were them, I would I wouldn't mind taking my time resting players coming back. These teams, they're one of those teams that are safely in their slot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't see anyone catching them. Who's behind them in the four seed? Uh, the Houston Rockets. What is, how, okay, so if Houston, I don't think it's in Houston's advantage, it's in Houston's interest to, to try and advance as well. So I do like Denver. I like Paul, don't forget about they got Paul Millsaps on the team, another veteran that's played huge minutes yeah. Huge playoff. No, no, no. Paul Millsap. Oh. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he's definitely there. 
He played so, today, actually. I was I trying mean, to. I'm interested to see. Jokic looks like he's playing a whole. His body transformation looks like he's playing in a whole different yeah. position almost. Let me recorrect myself. The Utah Jazz are the fourth seed. They're um, two and a half out, one and a half out of from the Nuggets. Then it's the Thunder with the fifth seed. They're two and a half out. And then um, the Rockets are also two and a half out. The Rockets are the sixth seed. And then the I Mavericks. See. Are we talking? I see, I see, I see Utah struggling here. I really do. I see Utah moving down. Yeah, we haven't talked about the Mavericks much. We haven't talked about the Mavericks much. Actually, I haven't heard anybody anybody talk about the Mavericks since they got to the bubble. Actually, Luca's one of those guys that's really enjoyed. I think he's enjoying the bubble experience. He's one of those guys <laughs> that just is a basketball. He's a basketball alcoholic. He, he's yeah. a basketball fanatic. So yeah. I think he, I think he's really going to relish the opportunity in the bubble. On the brights, on the stage here. I like him in Porzingis as a one-two type of punch, but they're young still. As you were saying, though, maybe those fresh legs might help them. They're also young. Porzingis did come off a ACL injury, so Look, his legs won't be fresh. Thing about, one thing about Dallas, I'll tell you the reason why no one's talking about Dallas. The reason no one's talking about Dallas is because if you, they've been basically a 500 team the best half of the season. They started off hot. Yeah, they started off blazing, but if you look at their record the past half of the season, they've declined significantly. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a change in the roster that need, that needed to happen, or but they came out blazing hot. And the reason the reason they've dropped off a bit is seems to be a mystery, and and that seems to be a cause of concern and reason why they haven't been talked about as much. Yeah. I think they're a few years away. Yeah, I think they're a few years away as well. But they do have a good core. I, if I'm Mark Cuban, then I'm happy with Porzingis and Lucas and Court to build around. Yeah. So we, we have two L.A. teams in. That's what it seems like. Consistence? That is going to be Clippers or Lakers out west? I think it's going to be one of the L.A. teams that comes out of the west. I think, look, the one thing that worries me about the Lakers is their perimeter play. I think that they have enough scoring, but... Wow, Jokic hits another three. I mean, he's wow. Um, <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> one thing that worries me is they really don't have any depth in the wings. I mean, they're relying on Jr. They're, we're going to be seeing a lot of Jr. Smith. Yeah, after two I don't years know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's definitely going to be a good thing for entertainment purposes, but <laughs> I mean, they're relying on Jr. Smith now at the shooting guard position. I, you know, they've got Alex Caruso, Quinn Cook. Rondo's out now, so yeah, out six eight weeks with a broken thumb, broken fingers. So they're going to struggle on the they're going to struggle on the perimeter, I think, a bit. LeBron's going to have to bring the ball up more than I think he wants to. It's going to strain him. Look, they're they're an older team, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that benefits them or it hurts them, but they're definitely going to be taxed with minutes. Yeah, they don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to depend a lot on. Yeah, they don't have to depend a lot on Alex Caruso and uh, Kyle Kuzma. In this type of format, I also think Troy Daniels could be a little bit of a, a player that could make some noise. Mar- Markeith Morris could help them, but I really think Kuzma has to take that initiative and take a step up. He shows sparks of it, sparks of it, but it hasn't been consistent enough for sure. Totally agree. And then we got the Clippers on the other hand. Look, we talked about them a little bit earlier. They are Indeed. extremely deep. They can withstand the brutal force that this schedule is going to place on them. If what would you say the one concern you would have is with them health? 
obviously it would probably be health wise with Paul George and Kawhi, but Yeah. Can they play can like, Kawhi play every other day? Can Kawhi go at it every other day and not take any days off? I mean the low management was always in question. Was he really hurt? Was he not? So I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt and say he was just taking rest. But can he handle every other day for eight weeks, twelve weeks straight? That's remains to be seen. Yeah. No, that's a good point. You know, they brought in I like the guy that Reggie Jackson, I like him. He played well today for them. Their big man rotation of Noah, Zubach, Montrez Harrell is sufficient for me for them going up against, you know, the other rival town team. Definitely. But I do think that if I'm going to con- get concerned with them, I do agree with you. Kawhi playing this amount of games is concerning to me. Very concerning. Very concerning. But the NBA's back, as we mentioned. Expedition games are going on right now. We're watching it live. Bo Bo put on a show. PG put on a show. The Miami Heat play tonight. There's a couple more games left. Tune in to NBA TV. It's going to be an exciting time. I'm just excited about basketball. I can't wait until the regular season starts. Exactly. Me too. Basketball's back. That's all that matters. Yes, sir. Couch Talk Sports. Thanks for joining me, G-Lod. All right. Thanks, Mitsu.